say something like that. I did not know that. I just found that recently. So, how cool. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> um, but just as we're giving today, just remember that as you give, it's to also support the church that is um, our house, but it's also a reminder that everything we own, everything we're ever given, it all belongs to Jesus. It all belongs to the Father. So God, thank you for giving us the opportunity to tithe a tenth percent, God, and our offerings of giving more and above. God, I just ask you would bless each and every person in here as we give, God, and that you would multiply it. We thank you, God, that you are doing a new thing here. We thank you that all the funds are going to be available through you, Jesus. Continue to grow our knowledge. One-handed, with the Bible under the arm. Oh, man. Well, we already talked about announcements before, before service. It seems like we're going to have more conversations. Yard sale, huge success. And uh, if you didn't remember about today, the Thinkspiration is from 1 o'clock on at um, Thornbite Congregational. Ann, were you here when we were just talking about golf for fun? No? Um, yesterday, we just found out this morning, uh, one of Wesley's really close friends in Haiti um, was killed in a car accident. And so she is at home, just pray for her. And um, so I can just pray right now, Lord, we, um, we trust that you are good, Lord, and your ways and your thoughts are higher than ours, and um, you know, as much as we don't know what um, the reason for things happening, and um, you know, we hear loved ones and pass on to being in your presence, which is a glorious thing, Lord. We just are left uh, wondering and confused at why, you know. So, Lord, we just pray for comfort on our family and friends as um, you bless. Pray you give Wes peace today and um, the rest of uh, his family in Haiti. So we thank you for that, Lord. We just declare that you are good no matter what, Lord. So we thank you for it. Welcome. All right, we can start now. I know, it must have been tough finding seats packed in here today. Um, <laughs> standing room only. Glad you found a seat, though, guys. Glad you found a seat. Um, Renee led us in some awesome worship this morning. We just wanted to keep going here. It was amazing. And uh, we were just uh, talking, we were just praying um, for uh, one of Wes's friends in Haiti, one of her 
and she's living there, probably one of her best friends, um, has gotten quite many car accidents yesterday. Um, so we're just praying for her and um, just trusting God that, you know, we would all continue to know that he's good and his ways are higher than ours. And even though we don't understand things sometimes, that um, he's still faithful and good and uh, he has a plan for all of us. So with that said, um, I do want to talk about uh, something, kind of tag off something Wes had said uh a few weeks back when she was, I think her parents were here, and um, she's talking about the, the first lesson of orphan mentality and creating intimacy with God. Um, I kind of want to tag off that a little bit and talk about the secret place. Um, for me, this was one of the, Psalm 91 is, you know, what we always think of for, you know, the secret place, and um, it's one of the first chapters in the Bible that I think they taught me when I was in Christian school in like fourth grade. And um, it's one of those, ver- like the first, Psalm 91.1 says, the one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. That sounds really awesome. But what does it actually mean? It sounds like this ethereal thing. Like, oh, how do I dwell in the shadow of the Almighty? Where is the shadow? I need to find the shadow, right? So... I like reading it in reverse, too. It says, if I dwell in the shadow of the Almighty, I'll live in the protection of the Most High. And I love that. So that's just talking about abiding in in Him. And, um, you know, the the most practical way we can do that is to invest time in the secret place. Um, And that's just sowing to our spirit, right? That's just um, so simple as renewing our mind every day getting in a room by ourselves with God and investing time. And uh, for me, I know it's it was it's tough to do that sometimes because you're not seeing any fruit from it some days. You're just like you go in your room and you, you shut the door and you're trying to stay awake because I haven't had all my coffee yet. I'm like nodding off there and I'm like, oh. But even if you're not like seeing results in that moment, you know, we all love to like feel the presence of God and like get in your your room and you just like some days you have those days where you just connect right away and you're like oh yes this is so good like this morning in worship you're just you can feel the presence of God and um, that's always good but then you have those days where you're like what the heck am I doing <laughs> I'm sitting here I don't feel anything and no Bible verses are coming to my mind and this is a waste of time so. It's those moments, I think, that I believe are the most fruitful in the sense where you, even though you don't feel like it, you're choosing to invest your time in um, the secret place of the Lord. So even if there's no fruit coming immediately, I believe the actual impact of the secret place is usually not evident until later on. Um, So, and we know that... um, Jesus even taught Matthew 6, 6, that when you pray, go into your private room, shut the door, and pray to the fa- to your Father, who is in secret. Bold, capitals, I wrote that in my notes. Who is in secret. So where is he? He's already there. He's in the secret place, which I believe is why Jesus is telling us to go to our private room, shut your door, and pray to the Father, who is in secret. That doesn't mean you can't pray to him when you're in public or not in secret. 
But what he says there shows that Jesus, or the Father, is in secret. He's already there, which is why it's so important to go to the secret place and spend time with him. Um, and then when we don't get that time with, with God, it's, um, it's tough, especially for me. I know I get, like, worn down really easily and stressed out, and um, I don't have, like, peace, and I just, all, everything, like, all my thoughts start clouding my mind and stuff, and um, you always feel like, you're like, oh, man, I just need time with the Lord. And um, I'm reading this book uh, called Secrets of the Secret Place by Bob Shorty. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Great author. Um, he used to be a, a renowned worship leader, and um, he, uh, I forgot how it happened, but he, all of a sudden, uh, lost his voice. Like he, something happened with vocal cords, terminated his voice completely. He only whispers when he teaches now, but um, totally lost um, his ability to lead worship. And that was a big part of his identity. So he um, he writes books now on um, like a lot of intimacy stuff, secret place stuff. Cultivating intimacy and worship with the Lord. So I'm reading this book called Secrets of the Secret Place, and in there he says, um, distancing ourselves from God always produces spiritual regression, and proximity to God always produces spiritual progression. Um, so going back to what Wes had said a few weeks ago about um, creating intimacy with him, and she was t telling a story about a secret moment with her and God, which is now it's not secret anymore. Everyone in the world knows about this story um, about her when she was like walking by a trash can and um, a piece of trash was on the floor or whatever and she chose to pick it up and created this intimate moment with the, lo with the Lord and it's like it's all about creating a vault like safe space like secret moments between you and God which create intimacy just like you would with anyone else you don't have intimacy with someone else without having these moments between two people that are just, that are secret, that are between them only, and once everyone else knows about it, it's not as intimate, it's like it becomes like a group, like an inside joke, you know, that's like, you know, you have this cool little thing between two people, and it's a, it's an intimate, like, inside joke, once everyone else knows the joke, it's just not as intimate anymore, it's just like, oh, everyone knows about it, so it's all about creating um, moments between you and God, and that most, that mostly happens in the It's just like the also with the parable of the ten virgins in Matthew, um, keeping your oil full. Um, the parable says that five of them had their oil filled and five of them didn't. And I always think of the oil as intimacy. You know, you're truly you're keeping your oil, like your spirit filled with um, your relationship with God, with your your intimacy with Him, and 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 when when the Lord comes, we're we're either going to be full or we're going to be empty and it's either going to turn out great or not great for us, you know, um, when we've cultivated that intimacy with the Lord. So, And the secret place is also not a place about, not a place of, um, you know, create, uh, it's not about performance, you know, about um, how much time can I possibly spend in the secret place. Like, I'm going to try for hours today and I'll check it off my list and I'll be closer to God. It's not about that. It's about 
creating desire for the Lord, creating intimacy, um, creating this lifestyle of having intimacy with the Lord and you want to be able to spend time with him, alone time, and just like just thinking on him, you know, going back to like those times when you just don't even feel like being in a secret place. It's it's just like sitting there and knowing, just trusting like we're with the Father right now, whether we're feeling anything or we're praying anything or reading anything. It's just about being there with him. Um, that's just refreshing spirit, revitalizing you, um, giving you peace and comfort and bunch of good stuff um and i know so much like so many people including myself like are all about the performance of it i when i first got into it it was like um it was about like needing to do this so that i would feel like a better christian and not about that at all it's about like i said creating intimacy and desire for god and knowing that what you're, you're investing is going to eventually result in this awesome fruit in your life where you're unshakable and you've got foundation in the word and his spirit. So, um, And going along with that, you know, when we don't have a revelation of God our Father, we find our identity, our identity in what we do, which is also what Wesley's talking about in that Wesley mentality. Message. It's it's you know when you don't. That's a result of not spending time with the Lord and not knowing that you are so loved by Him. Um, you come into this place of like, okay, I'm my identity is what in what I do and how am I serving the church and um, going and you know a, a thing that I had to work through personally was um, in Wyndham. Our church was growing and our worship team was growing as well and um, my my oil was not filled and there came a place where we needed to add another drummer to the worship team and I was like no I don't think so like that is who I am and I had to go through like this really tough season of like realizing that I am not loved by God because of my ability to play a drum or whatever it's fact that um, he just loves me for who I am and it's like I said not about what we do and you get that revelation when you're just abiding in him and you're you're just like so satisfied in God and him as your father because you're creating intimacy with him you're spending time with him and that's where you know that's where you get the revelation of how much God loves us as his children more time you spend in the secret place, the less you'll need acceptance from man, the less you'll need to talk about what you do or think about what you do. It's just like when you come to this place where you've spent so much time with the Lord, it's like, I don't care about anything else. I just want to be with him. I want to serve him in the best way I can. I want to be part of this community. And just like from that place of abiding in him, you're like overflowing to everyone else. It's just so full that it just naturally comes out of you. It's, you know, when you, Dan Mulder gives this cool uh, metaphor about, like, if you uh, squeeze an orange or whatever, you squeeze it and it comes out orange juice, right? And 
and choose a Christian was to come out Jesus. Jesus. Um, so when you're in the truth of what it means to show things you're not seeing, and then when you're around other people, and Jesus is being spilled out everywhere. Um, so, like I was saying in my own life, there's a direct correlation between um, so many behavioral changes and spending time with God for considerable amounts of time. Like I, uh, for me. figure out which example to give here. Um, I'll just, for the sake of uh, not being able to think of anything in detail, there's, uh, you know, just a lot of my, um, a, lot I a lot of identity stuff that I've gone through, like with the drumming thing, and then like in the past, like being in such a performance like mentality kind of person, um, I know that there's a direct correlation with, um, like, not being performance-oriented and how much time you spend in a secret place with the Lord. Um, I know that the more time I spend with Him, the more secure I'm going to be, and the more, the less I'm going to look for other things to satisfy me or, um, get acceptance from my family or anything like that. Um, you know, I used to um, be addicted to terrible things before I got saved, and it carried over into my Christian life, and it took me a long time to realize that I needed my time with the Lord almost every day to sustain me and to um, get me out of that place of, like, needing something else to satisfy me. God is the one who satisfies me, even if I'm, like I said, even if I'm in those times where I'm like, I just need to earn that. It's not about that. It's about investing, investing time in the secret place. Um, yeah, like I said, I started off with uh, what I called dates with Jesus. For uh, I was learned that term from one of the leaders in our church, Melinda, and He's like, he taught me to treat it as a date, like I was a single guy, and um, he was like, when you want to spend time with someone, you're like getting to know someone, you go on a date with them, right? And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. So I started off by literally like scheduling times in my phone where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to spend a lot of time with the Lord every day. And I love being like outside and in nature with God, so I'd go to like a field every day and just spend time with him there, and that's where it all starts, you know, and So I'm not saying, um, again, like, I, I don't uh, assume that no one is spending time with the Lord. It's not my intent on my heart, so this is uh, what I'm sharing. So, um, And now, like, moving from dates with Jesus to, like, just actually wanting to spend time with him in the morning. I rely on my morning time. Plus coffee, because I believe coffee is from heaven. It is the beloved gift from the Holy Spirit that he sends to us, coupled with the Holy Spirit to give me peace, comfort, and to be a ram. Yes. So, yeah, I think that was one of the big things. I don't know if I, re I don't remember if I shared it or not when I was talking about rams, but I think intimacy with God is such a, a characteristic of um, a real man, a real authentic guy who's not afraid to be vulnerable with the Lord and to, 
spend time with him alone. So, um, you know, your goal should spend time with the Lord or pray for it. Um, nothing should take priority over the secret place. Um, my problem is sleep and eating. I love my sleep. I love just waking up when my body decided to wake up. You know what I mean? Like once I got out of school and um, if I didn't have to work in the morning, I'd be like, this is the luxury of life now that I'm not in school. I can just wake up whenever I want. And uh, um, then I read Proverbs 20:13, which says, don't love sleep or you will become poor. Open your eyes and you'll have enough to eat. And I was like, ooh, jeez. And that's only one of like dozens of proverbs that talk about like loving sleep and being lazy and stuff and um i'm like man i'm learning so much from the proverbs right now i'm like going through and and uh i'm like going by topic and like highlighting them in different colors um i should have one on like loving sleep that should be you know a big highlighting one so um it's taken a while it was not easy and giving up my sleep in the morning. I've gotten used to it, not quite as early as Wes. Wes is amazing in the fact that she wakes up at like 5 o'clock every day, and I'm like, I, it's like still dark out. I don't know how you do it. It's crazy. Um, so, you know, my goal is to become a morning person specifically so I can spend time with the Lord for um, more than enough time. And I want to get to the place where I think, uh, who was it, Tori Russell? Are you, are you guys familiar with Tori Russell from IHOP? He said at one point he was spending like eight hours a day with the Lord. And oh, my gosh. That is crazy. Um, I don't know if that's actually a practical thing in like real life, but for a season that would be amazing. Um, so anyway, yeah, so it's, it's totally worth it. Get alone with God. Abide in him. And um, I'm going to read this, this other verse here in Isaiah 26 verse 3, um, it's the Amplified Version, just because I love how this specific uh, verse has it in this version. It says, you will keep in perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast, that is committed and focused on you, God, in both inclination and character, because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. That's just saying the one whose mind is steadfast and committed on God, um, he will keep in perfect and constant peace. And that's something I love. I love being just at peace and at rest. And everything I do throughout the day, I get so, like, stressed and worried about everything I've got to do. And I'm like, oh, man, like, that's, like, one of the, the, the most common things I pray for is just peace and my mind to be at rest. So I love that verse. And um, going back to Psalm 91, I don't know if anyone has read the rest of the chapter, but I know I read verse 1 like more than the rest of it. If you skip down to chapter verse 9, it gets like incredible. It says, so we're talking about the one who lives under protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. Go down to verse 9, it starts saying, because you have made the Lord my refuge, the Most High your dwelling place. So because you've done that, you've done, you've made the most high your dwelling place. Verse 10, no harm will come to you. No plague will come near your tent. 
for he will give his angels orders concerning you to protect you in all your ways. They will support you with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the young lion and the serpent. Because he is lovingly devoted to me, I will, this is now the Lord talking, says, because he is lovingly devoted to me, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls out to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and give him honor. I will satisfy him with a long life and show him my salvation. That's some good stuff right there. Um, so, I mean, that's just the, the promise of God right there is when you abide in him, him there's so much reward. And um, I believe it's like really the, it seems to be kind of the key to a happy life, you know, um, is to just spend time with him and sacrifice, like make it a point this week or whatever if you don't already just to, like the more of a sacrifice it is, the more rewarding it'll be. You know, David says, um, I refuse to give an offering to the Lord that didn't cost me something. And um, I think there's something to be said with that, especially with our time. It's so valuable, especially, I know, so we do have schedules, and that's, like, all, like, legitimate things. We have schedules, and we're doing things in our lives that take time, and the, the more of a sacrifice it is, whether you have to get up early or, um, say no to eating breakfast or dinner or whatever. And you're like, I'm going to go in my room by myself and spend the time with the Lord instead. Um, there's so much power in that. And I believe that he goes through and all that in funerals, in church as a whole. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I just pray you go before us today as we, uh, as we leave this place and enjoy the beautiful weather today, Lord, I just pray you give everyone peace. I pray you give everyone grace this week as we go, and um, we just keep our minds on you this week and lead us to, to talk to um, people about you and, um, yeah, in all our, our actions and ways, Lord, just be in our minds and hearts. We praise you today and in Jesus' name.